Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Tell It All, where we find hope for our struggles and have a safe place for our vulnerability. I'm your host, Doriani Godoy. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode. <laughs> guys, I am so excited. So, so excited to have my one of my best friends on here today, Maddie. Cole, you are freaking amazing. Let me just introduce you really fast before you step in and show all your wisdom. Guys, Maddie has been a gift from the Lord, like literally straight from the Lord in all the ways and all of the, just like in every way, every sense of the word, like such a gift. And I just could not have gone through the season without her, like truly, truly, like her prayers are stronger than I could ever imagine. Anytime Maddie's like, oh, I was praying for you then, like there was something shifting every time. So the strength of the Lord is in her. Her spirit is so connected to the Lord. And I'm just so excited to get to really have a conversation with her where you guys get to hear it. Because, like, I have amazing conversations with her all the time. And now we get to record it and have the world hear it. And, like, what a gift to the world. So what's up, Maddie? Mm, All those words of affirmation. (laughs) Thank you. You know. I am also so excited. We talk about your podcast all the time. And we've been talking about finally making a video so yeah it's cool to be here yeah no it's so exciting also prefix maddie is sick honestly (laughs) applauding her right now she's like deciding to come on even though she's like has a terrible cough that she just can't shake oh i know but it's fine it's fine i think the lord will give you the strength to get through it please (laughs) please lord in your name all right so per usual the question we always ask madison What was a really big thing God did in your life that forever changed your relationship with him? Okay, so I was thinking about this kind of a lot. Well, not really, because I honestly just remembered the question (laughs) this morning. But I was trying to sort through, because I feel like that's such a big question. Mm. But, like, I was, like, deciding between two things. And then the one that, like, I just felt was the one I was going to share. Okay, so I'm trying to think of... Okay, so I started following the Lord about two years ago, and when I first started seeking him, I didn't really have a mentor or anybody to really show me what that looked like, Mm. and it was something I had decided I wanted to do, to read my Bible, to attend church, to stop doing anything I was doing that um, didn't glorify the Lord, but I didn't really know what that looked like. In high school, all my friends were usually friends that went to church but still partied or still did this so I just kind of always saw being a Christian kind of like that and so I didn't really know what it looks like and I never experienced conviction or really had the Holy Spirit so I remember that I started volunteering um, at the youth at my church and I was a high school small group leader which I totally did not feel equipped to to be, but the the Lord used that, like, so much in my life, but anyways, I remember going through a, a period of time where I was really lonely and trying to seek the Lord. I had just moved with my family to Myrtle Beach. I had just graduated high school. Mm-hmm. I was doing community college online, and all my friends from high school had went to college, and I just, like, was having a hard time meeting friends in Myrtle Beach, and so I remember feeling really lonely, and one of my best friends from high school, Julia Brodsky, she was going to uh, a university in Charlotte, and I was driving to Charlotte like a couple times a month to spend time with her at her university, but um, 
then I kind of got into, I met some people at the college and then I kind of started falling back into old patterns and just, and then I would come back and I'd lead the Bible study and then I, that was the first time I started really feeling conviction, but I was so lonely, I just like kind of kept doing it. So anyways, for my birthday, I had planned to go back to Charlotte to hang out with all of them and party, really, and because I didn't really know many people in Myrtle Beach, and my family was going on a trip, so they weren't even going to be home, and I was like, no way am I doing absolutely nothing for my birthday, like, I will not do that. So I had all these plans, and then I went to church, um, I went to youth on Wednesday, and I just remember during worship, the Lord so clearly spoke to me. It was one of the first times I just like definitely heard him so clearly. And he was just like, you can't go. Mm. You cannot go. And I was like, no, like, God, you don't understand. I'm not going to be alone on my birthday. I don't have anything else to do. I need to go. And he was like, you are not going. And it was mm. the first time I was like really taking a step in trusting God and really listening and so I, I told him, I said, okay, but please, can you plan my birthday then? <laughs> can you please plan my birthday? Because I don't want to be sitting at home all by myself. And so basically what ended up happening is I called my friend. I was like, I'm not coming. Like, the Lord told me I can't. Like, mm. don't let me come. Even if I try to change my mind, I can't come. Mm-hmm. And I remember that night, my youth, at my youth, we were all going to get ice cream afterwards, and... There was this new leader who had been there, and I, like, met her once, and she seemed pretty cool, but I literally had just met her that week, and she's, like, my age. But anyways, um, she came to ice cream, and I, I just kind of approached her, and I was just like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And she's, she said she was going to a concert or something, and she's like, why? And I said, well, it was my birthday. I was just wondering if you wanted to hang out, but, like, no worries. And she's like, oh, like, I'll cancel the concert. Like, I'll, I'm coming. Like, let's hang out. And it, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't have to. You don't have to. Because we really didn't. We had met up one time for lunch, and that was it. Okay. And anyways, so she had, like, planned a concert with her best friend, canceled it, because for her, birthdays are a really big deal. Wow. And so, like, she wanted me to feel even though she didn't even know me it was so such a god thing because birthdays are a huge deal for me so anyways yeah she had said that she was going to come over friday night after work and hang out with me saturday which was my birthday and um basically so she came in really late on friday and she was spending the night which was just it was like not strange because it never felt weird but it just was kind of like oh like i hope this isn't awkward anyways i woke up the next morning to the entire like condo decorated with streamers and like she went all out the lord literally woke her up she said at like five in the morning and she drove to walmart and bought all these decorations and this girl who didn't even know me like decorated the entire condo and i just woke up and i started crying i was like you you don't understand like how much that means to me and we got ready and she had like two longboards and she's like let's go this place like I really like and we can longboard and there ended up being like a whole free festival there and we like got dinner and it was so it was one of the best birthdays ever and I ended up becoming really 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 great friends with her but it was just the coolest day of really being like okay when God speaks and I listen and I obey Mm. like he's gonna do something better than I could have like ever planned for myself because I would have just gone back to Charlotte and partied and felt worse and 
and felt bad, but it was really cool because it was one of the first steps I feel I really took in obedience and listening, and it was, you know, one of the first times I really felt conviction, which isn't always the most fun feeling, but it was really cool to know, to know that I started, my heart was changing to have that desire for the Lord, and so I would say that's when I really started to, to kind of understand God's faithfulness, Mm. and Maybe to some that may seem like a little thing. And like it was a big thing, oh, but it was also like thing, it yeah. was. Yeah, but it was like I feel like the birthday thing, like me asking God for that. Like, I don't know. It just was so it was so surreal. So I feel like that would be like one of the first things that really defined my relationship with God. No, I I love that. I think that that's like that is so beautiful. <laughs> like that's a really pretty story just because like. I don't know, like, the Lord is so good, and, like, he told you, he's, like, don't go, and you're, like, okay, God, like, I'm not gonna go, but, like, you know the desires of my heart, like, you know that I, like, don't want to be alone on my birthday, so, like, please, please provide, and, and it's so cool to get to see people who, like, don't even know us love us well, Mm -hmm. and it just shows that, like, God loves us so much, and, like, Mm -hmm. these people don't even know anything about us, yet they love us so much. I feel like that is such a testimony of, like, even our friendship, like, Mm. where we, like, barely knew each other, and we were, like, already, like, oh, I love you, like, you're so important to me, like, all these things. It's, like, it's, like, the Lord really lets us sometimes see people through, like, his eyes, Yeah, and it's, like, so sweet to get Mm -hmm. to be, like, celebrated and loved in a way that, like, we couldn't even have imagined. Yeah. Like, I don't even... Yeah. So, as you were saying that, like, in Myrtle Beach, like, you don't really have a lot of, like, friends, let's say. Like, how does that... How hard is that for you when you go home? Like, do you feel like that's kind of hard for you? Or do you feel like that's... Like, you just hang out with your family. It's, like, whatever. Um, I don't really go home that often because the past couple summers I've been working at camps. And I Mm. think that I've been really thankful to be working at, like, a Christian camp because... Because of that very reason, because that um, friend that I was friends with, she doesn't live in Myrtle Beach either. So um, so I really only go home for breaks, and I feel usually that I am spending most of that time with my family. Or sometimes I'll visit some of my friends from high school because they're home also for their break. But I will say I always call that period of time before I came to Liberty as like, a time of isolation and I don't really mean that in like a negative sense because I wasn't technically isolated yeah but I felt in a way that I was doing online school and really only getting out for church but I've seen and even during I noticed how valuable that time was for me Mm. in the sense of I needed to be alone with God like I needed all of that time to really like read and just get to know God and get to know who I am. I grew and healed a lot in that time. And whenever the Lord led me to Liberty, that was that year my word was deliver. And the Lord had like a bunch of promises for me, like I'm going to deliver you from isolation into Mm -hmm. freedom, into Liberty. And that was kind of like, you know, I've been preparing you and now like, and now let's go and and we're going to be back in, Because I think I was also so scared walking into Liberty, you know, with, am I going to fall into the wrong friend group? Am I, you know, I've kind of been, it's just been me and God and a couple people that I've been able to kind of choose wisely. But when I'm surrounded by a bunch of people, am I going to fall back into wanting to be popular and wanting to do what everybody else is doing? 
But yeah. the Lord also, in his promises to me, was like, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to lead you towards friendships. I'm going to bring you that discernment that you need to be able to know, okay, this is not the group for me. And I will say, the Lord has really delivered me from that just mm. need to be popular, which was something that was really detrimental to me in high school because it always led me to the wrong friendships. Like, I was always choosing the wrong friends. That's why I say, like, like with you and Jackie and Emmy and Bella and everybody, I'm like, you guys aren't friends I would pick. But, mm. like, the Lord picked you for me and, like, placed you in my life in such a way that's just definitely not a coincidence. But yeah. I'm so glad I didn't pick you because – or, no, okay, wait. No, I did I pick you. <laughs> I no, choose I you. But, like, I – I just choose the wrong people, or I did. Mm. I don't think I do now, but because I get to choose who I want to be friends with. Yeah. Um, but the Lord really introduced all of you guys into my life, yeah. and so I'm you really to, grateful like, for that. Alongside with the Lord, yeah, mm. I think that's so crazy. Because in our conversation with Jackie, we also spoke about um, isolation. Like, really? Yeah. Like before, like we talked about how the Lord like isolated her, like quote unquote, isolated her from, you know, like people because she was like oh it's all it's just me and you like mm-hmm. like god was like it's just me and you like i just really need to like see the way that you lean on me and then i talked about my season of isolation before i got saved i feel Whoa. like that's a very like i don't know if that's like common i don't know either but i feel like that's kind of cool it's i do feel like it's important you know because it, it talks about so much in the bible how jesus was always like stepping away to like be alone and to like spend time yeah. alone with god and i think God really showed me something that was really valuable about just, you know, you get to know somebody by spending time with them and being intentional, you know? And so yeah. that kind of is what the Lord was like, let's just spend time together, like just you and I. Yeah. And I'm really grateful for it. I, I don't know if yeah. I would want to go back there, <laughs> but no. I'm like, I'm so grateful for it for sure. No. Yeah. I think that's how I feel too. Like I'm for sure grateful for that season where like, God was like, it's me and you, and there's no one else. But <laughs> it was not fun. No, like, no, yeah. it was a lot of crying and a lot of like, man, I don't really have any friends. Like, mm-hmm. why is that a thing? God's like, we have me. And we were talking about what Bella had said the other time where it was like, isolation is like an invitation to God's presence. Yeah, that loneliness. Yeah, because it can yeah. sneak in. And, and the enemy wants to use that to just tell you lies and loneliness isn't a bad thing Mm. it just like yeah what bella said it's just an invitation it's just how you use well hold on it's like how you approach that feeling yeah i mean isolating yourself on purpose is bad like okay well yeah like comes to you but i think like isolation in the sense of like or not even isolation loneliness in the sense of like you're not really lonely, like you're just choosing to be with the Lord. Yeah, I guess of. you have to be kind of careful with those words because I feel like most of the time isolation has a negative connotation in, into yeah. it. And so it's like, I don't know how else you would put that. Like the Lord called me to a season of, uh, no, of like, space no, <laughs> from people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's good. I mean, a season of loneliness is part of like a lot of people's testimony. Like it's true. Like yeah. the Lord really does call us to be alone. Because when we're alone, like, we don't let the world speak. Like, we don't we don't have yeah. any more, like, comments or, like, no one can speak to right. us. Or, like, it's not like that. Like, it's not really lonely. It's not really isolation or loneliness. It's just, like, it's just It's, like, you how you God. fill the space, though. Because, like, yeah. I had to delete 
Instagram and social media because that had been such a big part of my life in high school that mm-hmm. when I was in those times alone, I just noticed it being so detrimental to like, my mental health and my relationship with Christ Yeah. Um, because it, it can be so toxic. And for me, mm-hmm. honestly, it mostly has always been, but I have seen the Lord shifting it for me to be something that's not toxic. I just have to be really cautious. Yeah, intentional. I think no, most people I definitely do. understand that. No, I think I've had a really hard time trying to figure out how to balance like Instagram and TikTok and stuff because it really like just eats you alive. <laughs> yeah, no, it really does. I I don't know. So it's it's hard for me, but I think because during that time where I was away from everything, I deleted it for so long that now it's not my initial reaction to just go to it. Yeah. Which is I'm so thankful for, but I still do have to delete it at some at some points because it's just like any like time or space. I'm just kind of like, oh, well, let me just scroll through people I don't even care about. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely hard. I think I think it's 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 a whole balancing act. Like at that Mm -hmm. point, it's hard because I know for like TikTok, like for me, it's just like really entertaining. And so I really Mm -hmm. enjoy it. But then there's a lot of times I'll leave TikTok being like dang, like, I just feel worse than yeah, when I, feel like, less first than. got on. Yeah, yeah, like, I was, like, writing in my journal, like, I was, like, bro, like, I feel like I'm doing healing all wrong because, <laughs> like, other people are doing it differently. Like, yeah. and it's just, it makes you really, f- like, look at your journey like it's not valuable, but that's yeah. not true. Like, everyone's journey is valuable, and I think, I think the intent, like, the heart posture of a lot of TikToks is to either motivate people or to make them feel less alone or whatever that might be. Or maybe just show off their life. I mean, honestly, <laughs> whatever. But, like, it's, I think it's really hard to receive and look at other people's lives and not feel like your life is just not valuable. Yeah. No, I mean, in our day-to-day lives, we're already comparing ourselves so mm-hmm. much. And we're already, you know, struggling to find that confidence, like, yeah. within Christ. And so I feel when it's thrown in your face and you're, you know, just consuming yourself with that by always being on it, it's just we're supposed to represent the Lord in our life and we're supposed to treat people like Jesus would, but we're so quick to not treat ourselves like Jesus would. And I think one of those things is comparison because the Lord does not compare us. Like he doesn't compare our faith. He doesn't compare what, what we look like, what we do. We're all in different places and maybe our faith journey might look different or our sin might look different, but, like Lord said, like all sin is equal. Like we're all created in his image. And yet, and yet we're so quick to be like, oh, I'm not that skinny. Like, you know, why am I not successful at 18 years old? Like, or something like that. Like why not I have all these followers? Yeah, exactly. But we always fail to remember that most of those people that are in the limelight, especially the ones that don't know the Lord, they are so usually unhappy. I mean, if you mm. listen to half the music out there, it's just people so, you can tell they're like, the, the answer is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Because I can't remember which actor it was. It was, he's the really, really funny one who was in like uh, Dumb and Dumber, like Jim Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey? Yeah. He okay. said some quote, which I'm going to quote it wrong, but it was just something like, I wish everybody could be like be famous so they could know that it literally means nothing Mm. and like we're always no matter what it is if it's fame if it's money if it's a relationship whatever we're striving for like that's not what's going to satisfy us and that's the problem like with everything Mm. we're it's the idols in our lives and then 
and you strive and strive and strive, and then you get there, and you're like, well, I guess we'll strive and strive for something else because that didn't work, and yeah. it's just an endless cycle. No, it is. I love that you said that, <laughs> that you said that you're like the answer is Jesus because so many times I know be driving and Maddie will be like yelling at the stage, <laughs> like, the answer is Jesus. I just want to like, grab like no, Olivia Rodrigo's so face and be like, you need Jesus. Like, come on. No, so true. No, I think, and like I think that this is such a good conversation, Maddie, because I think both of us really want to go into like the industry, and I think it's mm-hmm. it's it's not going to be easy. Mm-mm. Like we both realize, like, and I think I've had to come to terms with that. Like, because for so long, like, I was like, this is the answer. Like, if I just, like, grow in my followings or, like, if you were just to name me more, then this will, like, make it better. And, like, and it's just, like, every time I get, like, more and more scared. Yeah. I'm like, this is not, like, is this what I want? And, like, for sure it is. But, like, there's times where I'm like, no, I'm thankful that I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's light. it's literally just sitting here thinking. If I'm just sitting on my bed scrolling through Instagram and I can't remain confident in who God says I am. How am I going to remain confident when I'm in the limelight on Instagram and I have thousands of commenters trying to tell me who I am or just like like anything like how I need, like God has to prepare us and create Mm -hmm. a firm foundation. We're never going to be at a perfect spot, but we need to be in a strong, strong spot. Yeah. And so, yeah. So we're not shaken. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard. Like I know so many, I follow so many Christian creators and I just like my heart hurts for them. Yeah. Like there's there's like what it's kind of hard because like for like w- like quote unquote like worldly or like secular mm-hmm. like artists they're they like yes they get so much hate just as much as Christians do. But mm-hmm. the difference between like the Christian creators and the worldly creator is that like the world actually like pushes them to like do whatever they want like mm-hmm. you know post whatever they want do all these things yeah it's celebrated. but with the christians like it's like you did all this wrong and on top of that they like mm-hmm. put the law of the lord and they're like jesus would never approve of this or like if they put like a right. bikini pic or something with like their child or their family it's like look at you being a stumbling block and like mm-hmm. all these things and it's just like like i can't even like double the judgment like right. it's not just like oh this video wasn't like like top tier but it's also like you were showing too much breast or you should have worn something <laughs> more covered or like, who knows? Yeah. Like you were wearing something too tight or like what got approved? Like, are you're not a good mom. You're like, it's just so many things right. that you just are like, like sometimes I do look at that and I'm like, Whoa, like that is scary. Mm-hmm. That's what like you walk into though. There's a different standard for being a Christian as there should yeah. be, but mm-hmm. it is a little frustrating sometimes when you're like, I didn't, you know, I said I was a Christian. I said, I love Jesus. I didn't say I was perfect. Yeah. That's so good. But I think it would be even worse if they weren't held to that standard, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying that hate and criticism isn't right, you know? Like, maybe they're not doing what's right, Mm -hmm. but you judging them or you, you know, calling them out when it doesn't come from a place of love is not right either. And so... Wait, you said hate and criticism isn't right. Like, wait, I don't know what I... I don't know why I just overthought that. (laughs) Like, okay, keep going. Sorry, my bad. But all to say is... um, you know, the Bible talks about, like, when you're going to be, uh, it talks about priestly leadership or, uh, yeah. Like godly leadership? It, well, it, talk, it talks about priests and how they're held to a different standard. And so, yeah. like, when you accept that kind of position, you need to be aware that, you know, this is what the standard you are going to be held to and this is what you are representing. You know, yeah. when you are going to be a pastor or a leader in a church, you have to recognize that this is what you are representing you're representing christ and you want to do that well and so i think 
when you are, you know, releasing music, you're doing a podcast, whatever, and you are telling people, you know, that Jesus is your foundation, you're going to be held to a different standard, as you should, but the Lord is going to give you the strength to, and wisdom to be able to, to walk through those seasons, but I think we're going to mess up. I think it's yeah. important how it's handled and yeah. how you approach. But it's so hard because in this yeah. in this culture of cancel culture, mm. that's just because that is not what we're called to do. Like we are called to forgive and like mm. look for the best in people. Yeah. And we're not supposed to turn a, like a cheek when or turn our face when something's going wrong. But yeah. we're not supposed to be, you know, like if you're looking for something like wrong, you're going to find it. Yeah, and I mean, they're human. Exactly, and yeah. so, but it's also to remember, you know, that Jesus says in the Bible, like, um, don't get, like, mad, like, if they reject you, like, they rejected me first. Yeah. And, like, sometimes so I have to understand, like, it's really not even them. Well, I guess that would be a little different if they were just, like, coming at you just because you love Jesus, in a sense. Yeah. It's, like, remembering, like, they're not even rejecting me. They're rejecting Christ, which almost is worse. I'm like, yeah, oh, no. God, I'm, I'm like, so no sorry. Idea. Yeah. No, I think I think you're so spot on, too. Like, I think I didn't think of. I didn't see that perspective of, like, mm. you know. But I also think, in a way, like, there has to be so much grace. Like, as Christians, we yeah. really miss the mark on grace. Like, I think, like, sometimes we, like, hold someone to the standard where it's like perfection Mm -hmm. and like I think there's there has been a lot of like pastors who are held to which they should be held to a standard of like Mm -hmm. you have to like abide by what God says and like you do have to be doctrine like the doctrine has to be correct and you have to be a Christian but it's there there it ends up being where they're seen as like they're like God but not God and then like if they mess up like how dare you mess up? Like right. you are the pastor. Like one mm-hmm. thing is like if they're like committing adultery or something. Like, that. <laughs> like if they're just like they like a cuss word slipped. Maybe not during the sermon. But just, like, <laughs> you know, like I don't even know. Ooh. Just like different. Like oh, you're out. <laughs> get out. You can't leave my church. Or just hey, like you're done. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you're done. Get out. No. So I think it's like it's really a fine line of of actually holding our leaders accountable for because yeah. there's not a lot of leaders, like, there's leaders who are held accountable just as much as there's not a lot of leaders held accountable, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I don't know. We are human. No, I know. agree. I think, and you can see it in the way that Je- every, every single thing that Jesus did to the littlest, tiniest thing was for a purpose mm. and is so intentional, and it comes down to, not this is, this is not a little thing. This is a huge thing, but who he picked to be his disciples shows so much about God's grace. Um, he picked a tax collector who, who literally was selfish and didn't live their life for God and didn't have faith. Like he picked somebody who, you know, was demon possessed or someone who went against his friends or, or this, this, and this, like, and it just shows that God, never asked us to be perfect mm. and neither did Jesus that's why he died for us that's so good and so we're not meant we're not meant to be perfect and the world's trying to hold us to that standard but God doesn't hold us to that standard he wants us to pursue him with everything we have but like yeah. just because we've been saved and we've been redeemed doesn't mean we're not going to fall sometimes it yeah. just it really matters that when you fall what do you do like what do you do then yeah. and so like what is your first reaction yeah and then what is like our job you know if you were to fall what's my job as your friend and as like 
your sister in Christ and someone who loves you, like, to pick you up. Yeah. And yet, like, when somebody falls, we're all just kicking them. Yeah. No, facts. That's so true. Like, anyone makes a mistake and you're like, okay, you're not good enough. Like, also, like none of us are good and enough. It's like, stay down there. But it's yeah. like, we're all falling all the time. Yeah. Like, we just, there's just so much sin that's hidden. And, like, our sin isn't. Like, famous people and like also like famous christians and pastors and like the leaders of the church their sin is literally highlighted yeah like always like they're Mm -hmm. always like and maybe not always but like most of the time their sin is very like here's the highlight of it yeah but ours like we get to hide our sin like we Mm -hmm. get to like be like oh like haha i'm this really like i'm this girl or whatever we don't always have to we're not going to go up to a friend and be like oh i sinned i did this i did that like Mm -hmm. i made a mistake because it's not being recorded or like or you're not on stage, like, speaking in front of a bunch of people, and, like, maybe you got, like, a Bible verse wrong, or I don't even know what that might look like, you know? Yeah, it's the, it's the getting something wrong part for me. I was Mm -hmm. just talking with Bella about how that is, like, a legitimate fear in a lot of things that I do, just, I'm so afraid as somebody who still feels that they're learning so much, that I'm going to say something wrong. Like, I was talking to Bella. I was like, I feel like I need to just bring this into the light right now that you are just so wise, and I get so much wisdom from you that sometimes I'm afraid. And she's so sensitive to the spirit, you know? Like, she's not afraid to just be like, actually, like, no, that's not right. Yeah. And I know that if I got something wrong, I would want her to say it, and I know she would do it in love, but it was still a fear of mine that it's like, oh, I'm going to say something wrong scripturally, and she's going to be like, oh, I, I can't be her friend, or like, oh, I can't listen to her advice, or or this, yeah. this, and this. But, like, I get yeah. scripture wrong all the time, and, like, mm. the Lord is so gracious to correct me and remind me. Like, when we were sitting at that table, that and we oh had gosh, that yes. really bad news, and I was like, the enemy won. And Bella came back because she was, like, not there. And she was like, I just want to let you guys know, like, the enemy has not won. Like, the victory is always Jesus. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh my that goodness. So oh, I was like, so, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I was like, Lord, put me right in my place. And I was like, you are so right. I can't believe, even for a minute, I thought that, like, it the was the just, victory. Yeah. yeah. No, and I mean, I agreed with you. I literally sat there like, <laughs> I know, I I'm like, so glad. Because so I think everyone back. thought that, yeah. Yeah, I was like so taken back that I just was like, oh my gosh, like the enemy, here we go again. Like him just like doing his thing and he got the victory. And then Bella was like so quick to correct all of us. And I think that that's the But gift. she didn't even hear us say that. Yeah, either. it was because straight that's from the, the Lord. Of how like sensitive she is to the spirit that the yeah. Lord can use her so much and like mm-hmm. does use her so much. But I don't even know. There's so many conversations that can be had about like just grace and like in the midst of society and even in our own world, like having grace yeah. for, with our friends and, and realizing like we're all human. We are going to make mistakes. Like mm-hmm. we really are. And I think, and I think that that something in our friendship, I know a lot. And like, I think even just like our little friend group, like we always say like, if I'm like, I'm sorry, like, I didn't mean to say that. You're like, no, I know. Like, I know your heart. Yeah. And I think, like, knowing people's hearts are super important. I think I used to never focus on that. Like, I used to mm-hmm. always just be like, no, 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 they said it. And I was like, but what was the heart posture? Now, there's been times where I'm like, your heart posture was not good. Like, <laughs> was not good. And I don't receive that. But, like, there's times with you guys always, or if I, like, which I don't think has happened or anything, but, like, if you guys were to ever say anything that I was just like, hmm, like, I've had friends at home, like, that I've, like, questioned what they said. And I'm like, you know, but I know their heart. And, like, mm-hmm. I know where they're coming from. And I know that that wasn't, that wasn't to hurt me or to make me feel, like, less than or, yeah. or anything like that. And so I get to, like, look at that and be like, no. Like, that was loving yeah. still. No, that's really important. And I think we all make mistakes. But our intentions are 
are what's really, really important because it's like the Lord looks at the heart, you know, and it says the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And so you can really see when you get to know people or even just in like a brief moment, if they have the, like the fruit Mm. and it comes out and what they say. And so as I've gotten to, to know you guys, like in your Mm. heart, yeah, (coughs) I've been able to just, to just discern sometimes, you know, when you guys are, I would say mostly that comes up if we're kind of like, hey, like, I think maybe this, what you're doing, like, isn't right, or maybe, or not even that, but just being like, hey, this upset me, or like, I don't think that's a good idea, and it may not be like what we want to hear, but we, I know that you love me, and so Mm. I know that that's coming from a right place, right? Like, I had that guy in my class who I was really his pride just really frustrated me and I always wanted to put him in his place and and I wasn't doing it from a place of love Mm. and so I realized I had to take a step back because maybe he does need to be corrected but he needs to be corrected from a place of love which is what the Lord can do and the Lord does for us and if it's not coming from a place of love then I then it's not my place to do it yeah because you know like that's the difference when they talk about like punishment and discipline Mm. you know punishment comes from a place of anger you're upset you know that your child embarrassed you or something so like you're hitting them but discipline is like when you are trying to you're showing them from a place of love that what they did wasn't okay and that you care yeah and so and that's what the lord does with us like he corrects us and he disciplines us he doesn't he doesn't punish us yeah that's so good no i love that that's so true like and it took me a while to kind of like figure out what that looked like with mm-hmm. the Lord too. be like, yeah, no Lord, like you're not punishing me right now. Like you're correcting me. And I mm-hmm. think sometimes we like conviction is so important. I know you like brought it up earlier in the conversation, just like the conviction can like, I love, I always say like God lovingly convicting me because mm-hmm. I always want to remember that it came out of love, even yeah. if it hurt because yeah. sometimes conviction does hurt. And I'm just <laughs> like, Oh God, that was not nice. Like God's mm-hmm. like, I'm really pointing this part. Like I am highlighting this in your heart right now. Right. And I'm like, um, Lord, that was not nice. But it's not that it wasn't nice. It was just that he was being a father, which he should be. And if right. he doesn't correct us, he's not a good father. Yeah, no, true. And it's conviction really just shows that God is aligning our heart with him. Because mm-hmm. if we didn't care about disobeying him or doing something wrong, then I'd be more concerned about that. And yeah. I think... What is so cool about conviction, like you said, is it's always, I think it always represents God's gentleness because he's so mm. gentle. Um, like Belly say, he's a gentleman, like, or a yeah. gentle God. I've heard that so yeah. much. That, like God is a gentleman. Like God is not going to like force you or do mm-hmm. anything like that. Right. That's why we have the free will. Like we have to mm-hmm. come to him. You know, like you and I were both talking about, we know sometimes what the Lord is going to say because right, he's yeah. consistent and like purposely sometimes I will shut him out just because I don't want to hear but that's that was my own will like that's what I chose to do not because God wasn't trying to tell me that he was there because I didn't want to listen and God doesn't force him like that's where I heard it like it was I think it was like a moment that I was having was literally I always tell the Lord I'm like you gave me my stubbornness like all I have to say (laughs) about that like I always tell him that I'm like I'm being really stubborn or not and I tell myself I'm like you're being so stubborn you need to stop (laughs) and I'm like yeah God well you gave it to me so you can handle it for like a couple more minutes but I think it's like such a gift that um 
that God is a gentleman. And that's what someone had told me. It was like, when we like step away from the Lord, like God never forces himself, like his way back into our lives. I know. Like God literally is such a gentleman that he's like, I'm waiting for you to invite me back in because I'm never going to force you to like have my presence. You need to always like ask for it Mm -hmm. and I will come like it. I'm never going to say no, but I always want you to like want it, crave it and ask for it. If you decide that that's not what you want right now. Right. So I think that's good. And the Lord will sweep in sometimes even when we don't ask, but yeah, I think the asking, yeah, really shows and teaches us our own love for God. And like you mm-hmm. said, he's not going to push anything upon us that, you know, we're not open to receive, but yeah. I agree about the inviting thing. Because it's so important to invite God into everything, like every area, because he wants he wants to be a part of everything. And he yeah. is. But it's so important when you invite him. And in. I think it yeah. just is. It's more for yourself, I feel like, than it really mm-hmm. is for him, because he can come anywhere. He can go anywhere like he doesn't yeah. need an invitation. Yeah. But like. It means a lot more to have an invitation. It's like what, yeah. you know, even if you can't go to an event or something, you know, if you and all the girls were going <laughs> for a hike even yeah. though you said that you don't like hiking <laughs> yeah, if you guys yeah. were all going and I couldn't go or like whatever I would still want you to invite me yeah or like even if I could go being like I would want an invite yeah and so yeah. I think when we invite God even in the little things of being like hey like I know you're already here but if yeah. you, you want to come along with our car ride yeah I know it'd be a lot better with you in the back jamming out <laughs> yeah no, literally well I think in the sense like I'll even correct myself in that like God did like God's presence is always with us because we have the spirit, but we don't want God to be on the sidelines. We want him to be like, right. playing the game with us. Yeah. And so like in the sense, like that's how he is a gentleman where he's like, I'm on the sidelines and I'll help as I can. But like, if you want, like, let's do this like together. Like let's hold hands as we like conquer this. Battle, right. You know? Right. We're like, like a little kid going across the street and he's like, here's my hand. And are we going to yeah. be like, no, like I can do it myself yeah. or like not even look to see if his hand is there. Are we going to grab it and be like, okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I was scared. I know it do be like more like I'm scared all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, God, like as whatever you want for my life, I guess. But no, yeah. yeah, that's so good. There was something I wanted to share, and, and I was looking for an opening, but I don't Do feel like there I was, was an opening. I was about to ask you if you had anything else that you wanted okay, to share. Okay, cool. So it was something that I was just talking about. I think it was with Bella, because okay. I was going to say I thought it was you, but I don't think so. And it was something that a somebody who goes to school here last year told me. Okay. And it, I don't know, it's just been the forefront of my mind these past couple of days, and it was just talking about, well, he was specifically talking about God and like our suffering or hardships and he was basically describing how I think a lot of people talk about you know God being this rock and we stand on the rock and we stand Mm -hmm. firm on this rock and so in the sense of God being a rock on the the shore of an ocean or something Mm -hmm. and we're standing on the rock and we're firm and maybe it's a nice beautiful day and the water's like coming and it's splashing us a little but we're fine because we're we're standing firm on the rock but then sometimes it's a hurricane or it's just like a really rough storm Mm -hmm. and the water is just crashing and if we're just if we just stay standing on the rock Mm -hmm. we're gonna like float away we're going to go in with the water yeah so he was describing how in hardship and in suffering in that storm sometimes it it takes you wrapping your legs and wrapping your arms around this rock just so that you can hold on but he was saying and the the most beautiful part about that 
is that when you are so close, you get to see the details of the rocks. Mm. And like you get to notice so much so many things you didn't notice when you were standing up. And I wow. think as we've been talking about walking through hardships or wilderness or I feel anything like that describes our season right now. It, yeah, we're getting to know the character of God in so much more detail. And so we're able to lean on it so much more in the seasons where maybe the storm isn't as bad. But it's so cool because also you know, the water is refining us in a way. Yeah. And we're going to so come out. Stronger. Yeah. You know, like the Lord says, you are the salt of the earth. And I was just watching The Chosen, and he was explaining what that meant to Matthew. And he was saying, salt preserves meat. And mm-hmm. he wants his people to um, preserve his name and be something that brings life to this That's earth. So and good. then he also was talking about how salt brings flavor to food and how he wants... Um, us to bring light to this world and bring, you know, the flavor of God. And then oh, I can't remember so what else he said. I think he said something about, there was another thing that salt is a metaphor. For. Oh, oh, it, when you mix it with honey, it helps heal wounds. And so he's saying, oh, I wow. want my people to be um, healers in this world, healing mm-hmm. people from sin by sharing my name. And Wow, that's so good. I know. Isn't that so good? And then Matthew was like, why don't you just say that? And he was like, because it's a metaphor, Matthew. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me be poetic. <laughs> I literally, Matthew's, I know. <laughs> the Chosen, it gets me. So good. It is. He he's, is such an amazing actor. He's such a little cutie. Yeah, he is. Like, I like when I grab his I know, chin. that's exactly how I feel. like, I like love on him so hard like what a boy like i don't really know if that's truly like like what his character was like in the bible fully fully like i think he was because he was so like introverted and like it was i don't know i know i think i would genuinely be interested to watch a video which maybe there is or just do some more research because i do feel that they go pretty like back into history to just figure out those different things and kind of pick those up because obviously there's other documentation besides the Bible from that history and stuff. Yeah. So, cause I was just thinking about even when Jesus did the sermon on the Mount, there was thousands of people there. And yet yeah. people are like, Oh yeah, maybe Jesus wasn't real. Maybe he didn't come. And I'm like, do you think this book could come out when there's thousands of witnesses and them not be like, no, that didn't happen. I was there. This didn't happen. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, it was like the so weird. Like people were like, yeah, yeah. You know, like back then. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. I don't mean. mean now. It's just because those witnesses aren't around now that people yeah. are like, well, there's no one to defend them and it isn't real. Or yeah, which is our job, I guess, now is like to defend the gospel. Yeah. We're to witness. We're to witnesses. On trial. We're witnesses of his goodness. Not oh really, my gosh. I feel like I'm on trial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang, God, you taking me out. <laughs> oh, Maddie, such a good conversation. Mm, I know. Always, always so good. Such a good time with you. Um, well, do you have anything else or we can just end it? No, I think that's that's about right. it for me. No, I love, I mean, honestly, we said enough. <laughs> <laughs> no more need to be said. It was so good. Take that fruit. Yes, please. Eat it. <laughs> and run with it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Maddie, for coming on. Thank you. You are so wise. And I just, I love hearing right back at you. about just what the Lord is doing in your life and mm-hmm. letting the spirit speak. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe, download the episode, leave a review if that's what you feel called to do. I always appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and I'll talk to you guys on the next episode of Tell It All.